The red capes are coming. <laughs> So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Easy Conversations. Thanks a lot to everyone who listened to the last episode featuring the homie Matt Denny. Matt, you absolutely killed it on there, and we look forward to having you on again down the road. So now for episode 58 of Easy Conversations. I'm extremely excited, of course, to be back in the studio virtually with the homie Matt. Say what's up to the people. What's up, everyone? Hope everyone's having a good day right now. I'm really excited for this episode because we're bringing back one of my favorite guests. Oh yeah, she's a fan favorite indeed. Needs no introduction, but we'll still give her one. <laughs> you all know her very well. Making her fifth appearance on the pod, the flow chopper herself and DC aficionado, our cousin, the homie Sarah Smith. Say what's up to the people. Hey, people! Hi! <laughs> I'm back at it again, baby! <laughs> Happy to be here for episode 58. Let's go! Um, I'm gonna crack one open as for tradition. So, cheers to my cousins. Cheers. Cheers. I'm on the green tea myself. (laughs) (laughs) Super happy to have you back, Sarah. And uh, for this episode, we'll be covering the DC Extended Universe or the DCEU as it'll be referred to in this episode. It's superheroes, it's world building, it's future, all of it. So we're going to start a discussion with its most recent product, which is the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. Well, we're going right in. <laughs> Just diving right in. But for those who aren't aware, I want to give a bit of background on what this movie is and what it means to the DCEU. So the film Justice League was released in 2017, and it was initially written and directed by Zack Snyder. But the product that he delivered to Warner Brothers, so the studio who produced this movie, they were completely unimpressed with the product that he delivered to them. They criticized it for its lack of humor, dark tone, which all matched the critically panned Batman vs. Superman movie, which was released the year before, also written and directed by Zack Snyder. They pretty much wanted a lighter product with more humor, Basically, their own Avengers, which Justice League has often been compared to. It's the foil to Marvel's Avengers. So they then brought in Joss Whedon, who is the mind behind Marvel's Avengers and Avengers Age of Ultron. So this led to some substantial reshoots. Snyder still agreed to work in collaboration with Joss Whedon on this um, film, but he left the production to be with his family as a tragedy occurred with the death by suicide of his daughter, Autumn Snyder. Rest in peace, Autumn Snyder. So while the story for the Joss Whedon Justice League remained similar, he brought in the humor that Warner Brothers wanted, and I use this term loosely as it was far from funny. (laughs) And Warner Brothers apparently were quite thrilled with this movie. They released it, and it was critically panned. So the fans were furious at this product that was (laughs) delivered on screen and called for years now for the Snyder Cut to be released. Fast forward four years, and here we are. His movie has finally been released to the masses on HBO Max. Now we're going to dive right into it. Sarah, I want to pass it off to you first. What were your thoughts on the Zack Snyder Cut of Justice League? I'm I'm shocked that it's been four years. I just want to say that first. Like, when I saw... Earlier today, I was reading stuff and it said, oh, 2017 is when Justice League was released. It just like was a shock to me. Like, whoa, it's been this long. 
I do you want me to go right in with what I thought of the Snyder cut? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, and like if you want to talk about the OG, the Whedon Justice League too, like Okay. World I didn't hate the uh Whedon cut. Let's call it that. <laughs> Snyder cut sounds so much better. Anyways, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I'm just a fan, right? Like I like DC, so I was just excited to get uh, a Justice League movie. Now that I have seen the Snyder Cut, I kind of hate it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, wow, I cannot believe they trashed his vision because it was amazing to me. And to me, when I saw it, I was like, if this had come out instead of the other movie, it would have been a game changer for the DCU. I thought it was amazing. I, I love that we had more time. I know it was four hours. I get for some people that's a turn off right off the bat, but I love that it gave time to give us that flash background, give us that cyborg background, like just a little bit, just that little bit more. It, it didn't feel like rushed. Like that other movie did feel rushed. And I know it's like, again, it's, it is a turn off like, ah, oh, four hours, but and it's not done often, but to me, I, I watched the whole thing in one shot and I watched it again almost in one shot. So yeah, the fans are so happy with this one, so happy. And like, yeah, four hours for the fans, we're thrilled <laughs> about it. So I'll let you guys talk a little bit. <laughs> the, the weed and cut of Justice League, I didn't mind it initially too, like Sarah, but I felt like if you're going in blind into that movie, like most people were, you weren't going to get everything because of just introducing characters on the fly. I have seen every cartoon Justice League like season of the show, and it's one of my favorite shows. So I knew who like like who Victor was and Aquaman and all these other characters, Steppenwolf. But like going in blind into the Whedon cut of Justice League, you you will be so lost, and everything is moving way too fast the snyder cut just corrects all that to me it just beautifully introduces our characters the way they're meant to be and what it has is basically it's character development this is like the first two hours of the snyder cut that's all it is and i loved every minute of this movie i could have watched like six hours of this i just love these characters they're characters i grew up watching like animated form with the justice league show and i just love everything about this world so i was blown away by the snyder cut those are my initial thoughts uh, how about you eric yeah so i agree with watching well, i agree with both of you on the snyder cut point because i hadn't seen justice league the whedon cut until this morning actually paid five bucks to rent it worst money ever spent <laughs> honestly for years i've thought that suicide squad is the worst dc movie i've ever seen until this morning justice league has entered the chat oh i knew going into it that it was going to be bad i enjoyed the snyder cut a lot watching it the day after it dropped and then after watching justice league this morning i love the snyder cut so I'm going to, I thought I was just going to watch it the one time. Like it is kind of long four hours, but I wasn't bored the whole time, but it's a full commit though, right? That's the thing. Mm -hmm. But now I'm just enamored with everything that he's introduced and like the larger universe that he's building. I want to see it fleshed out. But before we get into all that, I love the Snyder Cut. Like, like you said, Matt, everything's very rushed. Like me having not seen the Justice League animated show, no idea who Steppenwolf is, 
why he's hunting these mother boxes. It feels like if you're going to compare it to Infinity War, that movie, Thanos is hunting Infinity Stones. They briefly explain what Infinity Stones are, but and even, so even if you haven't seen the other Marvel movies, you can kind of pick up on why he's doing this. It's the 19th movie now, so all the groundwork has been laid out, whereas in Justice League, there's been very little groundwork laid out. So to the casual fan, you'll have no idea what's going on in this movie. Like jumping from one... Um, place to the other to collect mother boxes it's just all over the place and i'm glad that i watched the snyder cut first the only reason i watched the justice league weed and cut is to do this pod i'll never watch it again it's two completely different movies and the um, the snyder influence in it is amazing like i love those dark tones and like there was a bit of humor in the snyder cut the in the weed and cut those jokes were just so cringe like um cyborg saying booyah is not what i want to see like i want <laughs> okay okay to see it. In- interjection cyborg saying booyah and in the comics is iconic okay. so it, it needed to be thrown in there maybe it was cheesy in the way it was done for like a fan is like did he say booyah? Hell yeah. Like, yes, I want that, you know? <laughs> so, I didn't know that. But, like, more comparables to, like, Black Suit Superman, amazing. Even just Steppenwolf's fleshing out of his character in the the Whedon cut, you have no idea what his motivations are, why he's doing... Like, to, to the casual viewer, again, he's just, like, a guy who's out to get these mother boxes. Why? For, like, to destroy Earth? It, that's not even said. His motivations are barely mentioned mm-hmm. in the movie. Darkseid is mentioned once, and I was super disappointed to see that Darkseid wasn't in Justice League. Like, not knowing much about him, the little I saw of him in Snyder Cut just made me want to learn more about him and want to see more of him. Yeah, and just like his overall look, he looks like kind of like a mix of the Guardian in Thor 1 and Megatron in the Snyder Cut. He just looks way cooler with his armor. And in the the Whedon Cut, he just looks like some CGI weird beast. And I don't know, just was, I wasn't True. about Steppenwolf at all. I totally agree. What I remember seeing the initial Justice League and being like, this is the guy like this is the guy we're fighting right now my initial thought of this i didn't know he changed steppenwolf first of all i thought i i was coming into watching the exact one and as soon as he lands i'm like oh okay oh we ready like <laughs> this was way cooler honestly everyone was way cooler in the snyder version he made batman scenes cooler he made the flash cooler he made cyborg cooler like just everything was more epic and i appreciated it for me like the highlight the background on cyborg to me was like so needed and i i loved everything even like the scene where he's playing football like i felt that was such neat like everything was needed oh i was just had a smile on my face the whole time and that the age of heroes flashback when like dark side lands like he jumps out of his ship and that whole scene i was like like a 10 year old (laughs) watching a saturday morning cartoon like (laughs) this is exactly what i've always wanted to see like a, a big battle scene fanboying right there yeah and dark side is like in my mind as a casual dc or now i'm becoming more of a dc fan is like your thanos equivalent and i think you did a good job at introducing him and showing us what kind of power he can have once he has the anti-life equation which now sets up future dcu movies and like re i rewatch all the dc movies for this pod and I appreciated the scene in Batman vs Superman a lot more where we see the nightmare timeline where Batman is fighting all these um, bugs again and the military that has the um, hope Superman 
symbol on them and like they're all soldiers of a corrupt superman it seems like i like that there are more scenes about what that future may look like in future movies so that was really cool again there was like martian manhunter was a sick character to see i had that scene i had to like i was paying attention but kind of like maybe on my phone for a little bit half a, a couple seconds when Martha left Lois Lane's apartment and then I just looked up and like this thing is there. I'm like, whoa, yeah. hold up. What? <laughs> <laughs> Double take. I rewind it again. And even at that, I was still super confused. And then when he showed up later in the mo- at the end of the movie there, I thought that was really cool. Oh, I, I freaked at that part. Yeah, it was. Me too. Yeah. Cause I love his character in the show in the, in the animated show, like Martian Manhunter or John, like he's, I love him. So just seeing him live action had me nerding out. Do you guys love Zack Snyder's tone overall in all his DC movies? Like that dark, like a grayish tint, like especially Man of Steel, you can see the gray filter on the camera. Like it's very, not void of color, but you know, tinted. Do you guys, are you guys fans of that? I loved the visuals in the entire movie. Um, I do notice like tones change depending on like certain characters too. And um, it's like, that's how genius he is. Like every detail, right, is like amazing. I love where Batman wakes up. You know what I'm talking about? Like that whole visual is crazy Mm, to me. And what I also really liked is that, this is a side note, but like there's a lot of Marvel DC comparisons all the time. And it's like, oh, Marvel is this, DC is dark, na na na. And like my view is that I like both. And I'll just throw it in there now. I like both. Just because I talk about one, it doesn't take away from the other. Like, I can critique them without comparing them all the time. In this situation, when I see, like, Metropolis, when I see Gotham, I like that they feel like very real cities. It's not like a fake, like... I'm not, I'm not trashing, again, I'm not trashing Wakanda when I say this, but, like, you know how fake... Wakanda world is you know like it doesn't feel real to me but I feel like I could be walking through Metropolis and like it it really he made it seem like it flawlessly blends into our world today and I thought that was really dope again like because I know a lot of fans are really like really hardcore when it comes to this I don't because I say one thing it doesn't take away from Marvel okay like just throwing that out there I really I enjoy Marvel too I'm not a hater well, the fans are the fans are hardcore because they're so passionate and they love these characters so much. And these some of these characters have been existing for like over eighty years, right? Or yeah, easily eighty years. You cannot change their minds. That's the thing with these, uh, like a DC or a Marvel fan. It's super hard to change their mind. I'm like I'm with you, Sarah. I like both. In my opinion, DC has stronger. Like I like the characters more in DC, but I find like the Marvel movies have exceeded the dc movies in terms of quality and filmmaking like to me infinity war right now is the standard to like which every superhero movie should try to hit because it's the best one i think infinity war is the best superhero movie we have to date in terms of like how the action's done the cgi the the pacing because the pacing in infinity war is like perfect let's not turn this into a marvel pod but like what's your stance eric on the marvel dc like i've been a marvel guy through and through for years and that's largely due to the success that they've had on screen with their consistency and like clear vision i think stemming from iron man whereas dc hasn't had a consistent storyboard that has been successfully 
put to the screen. Like, there's been a lot of... Whenever you hear about reshoots on a movie, and, like, that's never a good thing, right? But just different creative visions, whereas I feel like in on the Marvel side, they've just given the keys to the castle to Kevin Feige, who's mm-hmm. laying out... He's laid out his blueprint for the next 10, 15 years, and they're just letting him run with run wild. DC needs to do this, and I believe with Zack Snyder. And I think that's what the majority of the people think nowadays given the success that he's had with his, the Zack Snyder Justice League cut, we now see the potential in DC. And like you've said, and I, I know you've told this to me, Sarah, before, that you, bo- you both prefer like the DC comic book characters. Like there, There's a very strong root of source material here. And I'm reading these comics. Like Sarah's lent me quite a few star- comic books that I'm just staring at right now, and I've almost mm-hmm. done Injustice, God Among Us, year one, great comic book oh uh, it's my favorite it's my favorite one i crushed those two like i that's why i like i wanted to give you two because i was like he's gonna like power oh, through the first i'm gonna one, be no asking problem. for three and four real soon <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah like i'd like to see those stories on the screen and again to bring it back to that the final scene in justice league snyder cut where we see the nightmare timeline like that's what they should be doing next and I don't know if they will because they've said, like, Henry Cavill, I don't know if he's going to come back to the Superman role. Ray Fisher may not come back to the Cyborg role, which, like, they could recast. It's not the end of the world. But I think they need to follow along with what Zack Snyder's Justice League has laid down, ideally with him at the helm of the ship and steering them to the promised land. Like, that's what I want to see fleshed out on the screen. I'll add to that that I find DC's casting is so on point so on point and like I had the nerve to (laughs) criticize Batfleck like I was not (laughs) about Ben Affleck as Batman I was angry when that news came out but I love Ben Affleck as like older Batman I think it's so on point Wonder Woman is perfect like she is perfect cyborg is perfect i love obviously i love the aquaman direction they're taking (laughs) never change never change jason momoa please and superman is perfect and i also i wanted to ask you guys what you thought of ezra miller as the flash because in the whedon cut i find he's very just like cheesy and like tries to be the like the jokes the yeah. the humor and like the the cringy humor like brunch like what is brunch you wait in line for an hour for essentially lunch <laughs> <laughs> i would even say and in this movie I, I feel like they made gave him more like justice he is incredibly intelligent and it shows and i really like his portrayal of the flash I, I was curious what you guys thought about that one but yeah i liked ezra too a lot because when he was he was funny but when it was time to be serious he did it like he was serious and he did a great job i like ezra as an actor like i've seen him in other things and no i he did great in this. Much prefer him in this kind of role than a Credence bare bone <laughs> in the Fantastic Beast <laughs> universe. No, Ezra Miller as the Flash is unbelievable. I find that I agree with you, Sarah. The casting for all the characters on point, but now Flash, he was definitely like the comic relief in Justice League: The Whedon Cut, and he still had some jokes in um, the Snyder Cut. But I find like like you said, Matt, it was perfectly timed and. He did his thing. They're all really good. And it's too bad. Like, I really like Henry Cavill as um, 
Superman too. Like he just looks like a Superman. And exactly. Batfleck, he is same. Superman. I also agree with you, Sarah. Ben Affleck as Batman. I don't think many people were thrilled about that casting at the time, but I really liked him in Batman vs Superman and in the Snyder Cut. Definitely, some of the dialogue he was given in the Whedon Cut, <laughs> just like talking about science. Like if there's a fraction of a chance that we can use <laughs> science. To- <laughs> I love that. I love that when he says that. Even if there's a fraction of a chance, but this is science beyond our limits. And that's what science is for, to do what's never been done, to make life better. He's a great actor. Ben Affleck is a great no, actor. I, actually, okay? I love I, Ben Affleck. Come at me. The me town, too. Gone Girl, and yeah. Goodwill Hunting. He's a good actor. Can I tell He's you a great guys actor. a story about this? Because I... I laughed my ass off at work when I had this conversation. Of but course. one of my clients were talking about it, and I was like, Oh, what do you think about Ben Affleck as Batman? And he's like, Whenever I see Ben Affleck, I see divorced dads just smoking a cigarette. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I cannot take Ben Affleck as Batman. And like, I couldn't. I Now, when I watch, seriously, when I watch the Snyder Cut, I just pictured him like whipping out a cigarette like <laughs> mid take I couldn't get it out of my head it was so funny to me oh my god <laughs> so Zack Snyder and he did he did this in Watchmen a lot he loves his slow motion scenes with like a music with like a song and he did that a lot in Watchmen and it worked beautifully did you like how it did you like it in the in the Justice League the Aquaman scene I'm thinking of and um, the flash scene when he's rescuing the girl at the beginning do you guys like that slow-mo music uh, stuff I liked the Aquaman scene obviously <laughs> but um no of I like course. I like the effect of the slow motion on the like the water and he like disappears into the water yeah. I think that's really cool because Aquaman has always been the like the joke of like DC I don't know he made him like way more like I take him super seriously now I don't know he's not to be messed mm. with in the flash scenes sometimes I was like the flash is fast like let's go like why is this cut slow motion so badly but then he would make him go fast in slow motion and I I thought that was pretty dope I did like that use of the slow motion yeah same here I have no complaints about the flash or um, like Aquaman those scenes were great and I like that distinct uh, Zack Snyder style right like the tint like the tone of his movies and those slow motion um, uses in like action scenes and stuff are really cool and speaking of the Flash, him reversing time, I thought was unreal in the oh, Snyder Cut. Sick. Like, the, just Super the special well effects too were unbelievable. With mm-hmm. like the when like Cyborg and Superman are being like their flesh and blood are going back on them, like after they've been ex- disintegrated, I thought was super cool. And talk about Flash like going fast, like that was just really cool to see him run and rebuild everything behind him faster yep. than the speed of time. I thought that was very well done and uh, not predictable, like, necessarily. Uh, when the mother boxes, like, combined, spoiler, <laughs> but, wow. when the mother boxes combined, I was so into it that I was like, oh, shit, like, what are they going to do now? Like, I didn't, I didn't see it coming, the whole, like, reversal, even though they had talked about it. I thought it was so well done. And I liked that that was just the like glimpse of dark side that we got. And then it was like, it, it can, it can continue because it would have been too much, right? Have dark side, like movie would have been like yeah. 17 hours if it would have like actually <laughs> come down. Like, I don't know. So I, 
Yeah, I thought it was super well done. Ever since Man of Steel, I've I love the Zack Snyder's visual style, and I'm a Man of Steel grows on me every time I watch it. So like, Underrated. I'm all for just give the keys to the Ferrari to Zack, and like you do your like do it. The only issue is, let's say Zack, let's say he's the director of the 2017. Like, let's say he gets his vision. We're not getting a four-hour movie in 2017 at the theater. I don't know. It kind of worked out that he got to do his full four hours in the end, I think. Going forward, I don't think you can have a two-hour long DC movie. Three hours might be like the, like in the middle ground might be the best, but I don't think any super good superhero movie can be only two hours long. And that sucks because they're not going to want to market it that way. But like, that's the reality. It can't be short. What do you guys think? Aren't most of their movies though, like for Warner Brothers DC, like two, I know Justice League was two hours, but I think like Batman vs Superman, Wonder Woman, two, four, yeah, probably Wonder Woman two or 1984, Aquaman. They're like two and a, almost two and a half right. hours long. So I think it's mm-hmm. doable. And like if you comp- compare mm-hmm. to Marvel, like Endgame was almost three hours, Infinity Wars was two hours plus. I think it's doable. Like, yeah, we don't. I don't think like four hours can be the standard. Obviously, even three no. hours. But I think they can do two and a half because they put so much in the Snyder cut. So, I think it's doable, and they should give him the keys to the Ferrari. Here's my take on that, and this is probably a take of like every fan will agree with me. If Zack Snyder wants to put out a five-hour movie, I am going to that five-hour movie. I will pay to go to that five-hour movie. So, Me too. I don't know. If he releases another movie that's four hours, I think the fans will pay. I think that the people will go to see that no matter what. That's an interesting... I'd love to see that scenario like where the theater is showing a four-hour movie. That never happens. Right? Never. The only problem is, Oof. though, it's like the people at the top need to be convinced that this is what the people want. Yeah. Like, even though yeah. in your minds this isn't what sells, it is. And this movie is proving it. So, yeah, I do. Like, it is possible if the Warner Brothers creatives, air quotes, allow this to happen and let, like, the director who has his vision put forth his product that they didn't think was good enough, but we've clearly shown is then it is doable. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll definitely go see it as well. Absolutely. That's my only worry, is that Warner Brothers needs to be convinced. So, guys, uh, hashtag release the Snyderverse. Let's get it trending. It, yeah. Tweet away. As we speak. The fans are asking for it, and we may get what we want. Who knows what's going to happen? So, hashtag release the Snyderverse. Let's get want it. it. <laughs> yeah and another another thing i love about this movie and, and any Zack snyder movie is like i love how he choreographs his action scenes i just think the cgi is done super well and it's not like it's no it's no bullshit like just like batman in batman versus superman in that warehouse the warehouse fight scene i i love that it's just like it's i don't know it's what to me it's a hundred times more like realistic I love it a lot more than anything Christopher Nolan's done for action scenes. Let's just say that. I knew this would come. And okay. that will be for a future episode where I talk about the Nolan movies. <laughs> that, that'll be Is there a... going to be a Batman episode? Because, guys. Oh, yeah, there will be. I'm in. I'm the, in. I'm all there'll in. Be a, I'm all in. 
a rant. It'll be a rant episode. But anyway, I love the one, Matt. Though it'll be backs against the wall for that episode. I have my arguments all written down, and you'll see. Okay. No, I just love the action scenes. Like Superman at the end is just marvelous in his black suit. How can you not have like nerd chills when you're watching that, or like goosebumps? You're just like, ugh. When he showed up and just like blew on Steppenwolf's axe, I was dying of laughter. Me but too. just to bring it back though to your point about CGI and like like I said I watched the Whedon cut this morning and the like just how different that final fight scene looks like there's red skies and like purple tentacles coming out of the ground and chasing a Russian family in a car for some oh. reason I don't know if you remember that subplot yeah. that they inserted in there it was brutal and just like the over the top CGI really took away from that penultimate fight scene in the end just bring it to 10 toes down, boots to the concrete, good old-fashioned action. Don't overthink it. Like They cluttered the screen with content, and more is not always better, except for when it's the four-hour Snyder movie. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's true, though. Fact. The fact that they removed the Russian family, that was the best thing they could. That was a great change. It led that to just nothing. took away. <laughs> exactly. That's a Whedonism. Cutting to them and like the little girl finds a can of bug spray. It was like, that's not going to work. Exactly. <laughs> that's the family friendly Josh Whedon thing. Like, he does that in Avengers Ultron and in the first one. Like, he has those little moments. Bashed this poor sucker a lot this yeah. episode. Zack Snyder is more of a visionary. Like, he has his vision. He knows what he wants. Whedon is more of a producer. Like, he's produced more than he's directed he hasn't directed that many movies he's more like the guy you want like to do like the logistics and how you're gonna get your movie made but i think zach has like the the scenes in his head and he knows what he wants how it, how he wants it to look he's like he wants to create i don't know it's hard to explain he has he's a like style. he's more than a director yeah, yeah and he has a style yeah it doesn't always work i mean sucker punch was horrible that's <laughs> his weakest movie 300 was great like blown away by that and he even did the dawn of the dead remake in 2004 which was great like he has done he's done other genres right i like the batman vs superman movie too i don't know just quickly saying yeah. that like got way too much hate i liked yeah, it a lot. i just had the only issue i have with that movie is the whole is the martha thing i still have mm. a quibble with that tough scene i think he would yeah. yeah i don't know i don't know if he had anything else like he's like <laughs> i gotta put this because i don't have any other idea I don't know. I just the the attachment that Batman has to his parents is is something that like it always comes through in everything about Batman. There's always that like parent True. moment and I think it would be enough to have him kind of snap out of whatever yeah. craziness he has. Uh, P.S. Guys, I'm a huge Batman fan. Like if you don't know me, yeah. <laughs> if you're listening to this, like <laughs> Batman is inked on my body forever yeah <laughs> i am a huge batman fan i i love anything batman and and i i like batman versus superman despite all the like the martha thing and all the hate that it got and i like the wonder woman intro i thought was really good in that movie yeah and and the fact that it's snyder cut starts off right right at that moment mm, i think is is really cool yeah absolutely on the topic of Batman vs Superman, we actually put up a poll on Instagram for like which superhero you prefer. The um, consensus was largely in favor of the homie, the Caped Crusader, to a seventy-five percent oh, yeah. to twenty-five percent, and it was looking like a hundred percent to nothing for a long time until we got one Superman vote, and wow. uh, we actually got quite a few votes. I wasn't like 
like three people voted for Superman and nine for uh, Batman. But yeah, I'm definitely also a Batman guy. Matt, I noticed you didn't vote on the poll. I'm just going to put you on the spot well, here. And which yeah. side are you leaning towards? I'm 100% on the Batman side. The reason is I love Bruce Wayne too. Like I like both of his... I, I like Bruce Wayne a lot. Like I like seeing his interactions. And this is me watching like old Batman cartoon shows when I was younger and Justice League. Like I just like... He has so much depth, but we also have so much content on him, right? Like, so many movies, and... No, I just... I love the Batman character. Who is your favorite, if you had to choose an actor that's portrayed Batman on the screen? Oh. I'm pretty sure I got Matt's down. Like, probably a Christian Bale guy, but I'll let him speak for himself. Christian Bale as Bruce Wayne, maybe, yeah. It's hard to answer, Eric, because Christian Bale, one of my favorite actors... But it's, they're not, he's not in my favorite Batman movies. I don't know. It's like, I like the action stuff in the Snyder, in Snyder's Batman movies, you know? It's like, I don't know, like, Sarah, you answer. <laughs> I am a Christian Bale girl. However, wow. I will say now that I kind of, like, have seen other Batmans too, when I see, like, the buffness that Ben Affleck had gotten to play the character, I, like, I believe that body more to play batman than christian bales but christian bales face to me is batman okay like my tattoo is christian bale like that's who it is in the tattoo so okay i to me he's christian bale and i am i'm not gonna be an asshole and i'm going to give robert pattinson a very fair try i'm not gonna judge him I was wrong to do Ben Affleck dirty like that. So I'm going to give him a fair shot too. Um, and we'll see what happens. But Christian Bale, to answer your question. Okay, good answer. You didn't see Christian Bale's morning routine though, like the thousand crunches to get in shape. <laughs> yeah, but like... Oh, I the, it, so in the cartoons, Eric, like Batman, it has such a like V shape to him, like the big, big shoulders. And like, I didn't feel like... Christian Bale had that body down as much as Ben Affleck did. Okay, you know? Should have stuck yeah, to no, his American Psycho sure. body. Yeah. <laughs> ben Affleck was a beast, though. Like, his training scene where he's, like, pulling the tires and doing the chin-ups yeah. with, the, like, the chains. I was going to reference that, actually. So, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, he definitely became a tank for this movie. Definitely no divorced yeah. dad smoking a dart energy on this one. That's for sure. <laughs> But I'm also definitely Christian Bale is my Batman for sure. Like those are my favorite movies and my my favorite Batman um, on the screen, absolutely. But I did I do like Ben Affleck and I do hope he comes back and we continue to see him in more of these movies. I think he said that he wants to come back and he's gonna be in the Flash movie, which I'm excited to see as mm-hmm. well. But I'm definitely going Christian Bale. Also, uh, definitely Batman over Superman all day. Yeah. The first time I saw the movie, I was pumped that Batman beat Superman. <laughs> Except obviously the Martha, like we've already touched on it, they're only to beat a dead horse. But yeah, <laughs> Batman all day, no doubt. So Matt, do you have an answer for us for the your favorite Batman? Yeah, and it's a cheat answer. My favorite Batman voice is Kevin Conroy, who does it in all the animated stuff. Okay. Bruce Fair Wayne enough. as Bruce Wayne, it's Christian Bale. And as Batman, it's Ben Affleck. Wow! Okay. I like that answer. Like in the little suit. Combo. I like that answer. The number two. <laughs> I nice. like that answer. Good job. Yeah. Now we've seen Batman versus Superman in the movie Batman versus Superman. You obviously know going into that movie and having seen it that 
they're fighting amongst each other for a bit, but then they come together to fight a greater evil doomsday. Cool. So that kind of takes away from the fact that they were fighting to begin with. Although the headline was Batman vs Superman, it wasn't a big deal in the grand scheme of things. Now looking ahead, you can see that there's a timeline in which Superman becomes the villain and Batman and Superman are going at it again. Does it kind of take away from the fact that we've kind of already seen Batman vs Superman? Are people going to be a little less interested in seeing Batman vs Superman again? And to now compare it to Marvel where we've seen Tony vs Cap would we want to see that again on the screen? I know they're both dead, but who knows what they can do in the MCU to bring Tony vs. Cap again. Am I, am I completely way off here and it doesn't matter, like Batman vs. Superman again, bring it on? Or, or am I on to something here? I, I see it going into the injustice direction, then I'm in. Because, again, was obsessed with those... Well, to me, they're graphic novels, but like those comics, yeah. If it goes in that direction, I'm 100% behind it, even though we've seen Batman versus Superman again. But it's kind of like Batman and Superman are like frenemies. Like sometimes they're good, but Batman in the back of his mind is always like, if he goes evil, I need to be the one to stand up against him. Like he's always, there's always that like, I'm your friend, but like, you're a, you're an alien. Like you know, like I don't fully trust you. So I think if it does come to them versus one another again, it won't be done the exact same way. And um, to compare to Marvel again, like I don't love to compare to Marvel, but yes, there there would be some fans who are like always like, well, they did it better with the Civil War. <laughs> so like, yeah, I, that's not, I hope that's not an imitation of me because I don't think I said that. <laughs> no, I just had, I had my own experience where like I was super pumped to go see a DC movie and the person I went to see it with right after immediately when we were walking out of the theater, started comparing it to Marvel and trashing it oh. in comparison to Marvel, and that made me very angry. So that that's probably the voice I'm <laughs> I'm oh, imitating is the Civil War is better. Anyways, you know so. who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Exposed. <laughs> I would love to see it again because I think Superman would act a little differently. He would be full evil, like full like not holding back. Because I find Superman holds holds back all the time, like. He could be a hundred times more like vicious and evil than he is, you know? He's like the nicest person in the world and he doesn't kill anybody like it's Clark. But in that flashback, in that in that alternate world vision we saw, like he's like fully gone to the other side. And I I had, I, I don't think people would be tired. I think people would like to see that version of Superman. And I am not familiar with the Injustice storyline or graphic novels, so I don't know. Maybe there's more. I need to get on that basically. <laughs> <laughs> in asking that question, though, I would, I, like I said, I do want to see that timeline happen. I was just, you know, some food for thought. But is, yeah. is Superman always a nice guy, though? When he came back to life, he did ask Batman, do you bleed? <laughs> that was a <laughs> god-awful line. Yeah, oh, my, I lost it at that scene. Me, For me, one of the funniest parts in both cuts is when, like, Flash is running towards Superman, who they're all t trying to take down, and then Superman turns his head, but then Flash's look is like, are you kidding me? Like, Shit. you can see me right now? That that <laughs> cracked me up. Yeah. Oh, I love that scene. I guess I had one more about Batman vs. Superman. On the topic of Lex Luthor, who is, and I looked this up before doing the pod, he's ranked as the number one greatest DC villain of all time. 
What are your thoughts on the Jesse Eisenberg rendition in Batman vs. Superman? I'll just say, personally, I was not a fan. I've seen this movie quite a few times. I do like the movie. I just really, really don't like him in that character. He tried to go too far and to be too eccentric and really quirky and weird to the point where his character, in my opinion, is un- is not a believable person to be in that position of power. Like, this guy has to interact with high society on a regular basis. Like, yeah, maybe the point they're trying to make with that direction was that like, he's a genius and he's so weird that he doesn't understand other people. But I've read up on Lex Luthor and he's an in- extremely intelligent businessman, a tycoon He knows how to deal with people to get what he wants. And I don't see how a character like this would be able to actually exploit people and get what he wants. And I don't know. I just wasn't a fan of his, all of his quotes. Like, I'll just bring it back to what I said at the start of the episode. Like, the red capes are coming. He just (laughs) breaks out to random quotables. Like, do you know what the the oldest line in American history is, Senator? And then just rambles about random shit. Now I'm rambling about random shit. So I'll pass the torch on, you know. All your points are super valid. I, I, I didn't hate him as much as you seem to hate him, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I did absolutely hate the hair. And I know this is a detail I'm going to pick on. That's the float I chopper. I hated angle. it. I hated it. And when I saw, so again, like spoiler. But there is a moment where he does make an appearance in the Snyder Cut, right? And when I Mm -hmm. saw him uh, sitting there and he was bald and I just believed him way more. I know it's a stupid thing. It's hair. But it made a huge difference for me in the uh, how believable he was as Lex Luthor. I wouldn't mind if he continued to play him. Uh, just because of that glimpse, I was like, okay, all right, we'll see where, where this is going. I, I wouldn't mind if he continued to play him. My, my thoughts on Jesse Eisenberg is any role Jesse Eisenberg plays, people will always have, I think people always have quibbles with him because he's almost the same all the time. And I think I'm not a fan of Jesse Eisenberg in Batman vs. Superman because I'm too distracted by the fact that it's Jesse Eisenberg. That makes any sense like i i can't i can't disconnect myself i i just see like jesse eisenberg like he every character he plays it's like oh it's him doing the same thing which something isn't fair for me to say sometimes but like in this i feel like he's just like the same as he is in like social networker which is a great movie but i it's, i can't disconnect myself from that fact i want someone if we're gonna like say who we'd rather play like i'd want like a tom hardy to play lex Luthor. Tom Hardy okay. can, just, can like is a bit of a chameleon, and he can like I think he would have crushed the role. Now he's already done a Batman villain, so, so I don't know. What do you guys think? So just Ooh. on Jesse Eisenberg, I could I, I was able to disconnect and not hate him because of the way he acts. And like Vivarium, for example, just quickly, like mm-hmm. he doesn't act like this at all in that movie. Like he was able to really make True. a completely different persona that I didn't mind at all in that movie. But that's just a brief note. So what I would like to see for a future Lex Luthor rendition would be in a Jeff Bridges, Obadiah Stane-esque portrayal of the character. I think that'd be spot on. Just a more intimidating character as well. And even if, like, now I'm reading Injustice, and in this comic, Lex Luthor and Superman are on good terms. Like, minor spoiler. It's like you find this out pretty early in the, in the graphic novel. So, yeah, I mean, if they could spin that angle, like, when Superman turns... That'd be cool to see. 
But yeah, OB. That's what I want. That's <laughs> Lex Luthor. I don't know. I know. I didn't think of who I would want to play him because I did. Again, when when I saw Jesse Eisenberg bald, <laughs> I was willing to give him another chance, and he seemed like toned down a little bit. I don't know okay. who who I would want to play him. That's a great question. I do agree though that the baldness does make him more believable. Like it's Yo! a very valid point. That Thank you. In that moment, you're like, okay, like this could be maybe maybe keep Jesse Eisenberg, lose the quirkiness. Hopefully, his time in Arkham Asylum has made him realize like I gotta switch this up. Like the people That's just aren't about saying. it. That's right? what I'm so saying. There, there's hope. That's a fair for point. Sure. Yeah. As the L House sigil indicates, there's always hope. So now we can, uh, I think we've dissected those movies quite well. We'll go with some uh, listener questions that we got. So the first one was from the homie, two-time guest, Justin Mocktinger. His first question was, who is your favorite DC hero? Sarah, you want to kick us off? Batman. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm shocked. Not yeah, I, honestly, I was thinking long and hard today, Who like, who's my favorite? And the answer is Batman because Hells yeah. like what i said before like i love all the bruce wayne stuff too the man. And we just get a lot of it it's, it's gonna be a sweep across the board here batman's yes. just the man he's so cool and like yeah he's smart as well like even as bruce wayne like you said unreal character like even i'm just gonna go to the dark knight trilogy there he's just so cool and in control of every situation always funny like yeah we'll bring these two tables together like i don't know if we can do that yeah we can I own the place. Like he just <laughs> buys whatever he wants as will and at will. And you know, Batman is the man. And no Batman superpowers. Is human. Yep, exactly. Like he's human. That's the coolest yep. thing ever. Like it could totally be real. Like a rich person yep. could be Batman right now. Yep. <laughs> That's real. For all we know, well Batman said, is Sarah. Out there. Well said. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I'm just gonna give depending what? on where the these movies go and how much we see of this character, I could see potential to emerge as one of my favorite heroes. This might be a stretch, but I'm gonna throw a bone to the homie Martian Manhunter. I, I liked I liked how he looked in that movie and I'm excited to see more of him, but way too soon for the, the favorite here yeah. at this point. But I'm I'm intrigued. The next question from Justin again was if you could be any of them, so now I've kind of broken it down to whether it's assume their superpower or actually be them, who would it be? So I'll just answer for myself. If it was just having their powers and not being them, it would be Cyborg because I do like, like everything he can do, like hack in and access a lot of information. There's a lot you could do with that. Totally. Very underrated power. But if I had to be an actual Cyborg, definitely not. So then I would take Aquaman's powers because I feel like being able to travel underwater without fear. I used to be afraid of the deep end in my parents' pool back in the day. <laughs> so there's just a lot of possibilities there, you know. And I feel like there's a lot of cool stuff in the depths of the ocean <laughs> that I would never even dream of exploring. So if I was just a friend of the sea, <laughs> young Poseidon, Duh. all day Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would be Wonder Woman when it comes to both and it's I'm not just saying this because I'm a woman I just like she is everything she is so badass she can live forever she's half god I, I would be Wonder Woman for sure look wise too like I want that body 
And that face. <laughs> Gal Gadot, she she's the best. Honestly, as Wonder yeah. Woman, she's so good. Like, how can she you not perfect. love her? She is perfect. Whenever that I wouldn't... theme song comes on, too. Oh, the music. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. We didn't talk about that, but the music is perfect, eh? Like, so it good. really, yes. it's really good for DC. Anyways, Matt's here. Who would you be? If I could be one of the characters, I would be Bruce Wayne or Batman. Because I don't have to, I don't have a lot of responsibility, you know? They do, they do the heavy lifting. I'm, like, the brains. I'm, like, getting them their gadgets, their spaceships, their, like, their transport, basically. But if I could just have the powers of one of them, I think I would pick wonder woman's powers because it's not like oh it's like flying super strength but not too much like i the reason i'm not picking superman's powers i feel like that's too many like that's too much stuff like i'd be like like the lasers x-raying everything and like feeling every it'd be too much for me so wonder woman's perfect it's just very overpowered but not like over the top like superman's powers which i think it overwhelm me um it'd be too much responsibility (laughs) yeah wonder woman's just perfect like like second best you know but like still overpowered yeah the one we didn't talk about just briefly the that wonder woman the first wonder woman movie i know we didn't really talk about it but like that was great i mean i I think you guys feel the same way and every like critically too that showed promise and then we didn't really get much after i think that wonder woman saved dc i cry when i watch that movie like it is powerful to me it's the Amazons, like that fighting style has never been like done before. Uh, the mascara is sick. Like uh, that movie is awesome. And although there is some cheesiness to it, that I think Wonder Woman just has to have some cheesiness to her. Yeah, I, I loved the second one. I don't know if we want to go into it. I, I didn't hate it as much as I heard about it. But uh, definitely the first one is still... Like, I think miles above the the second. Yeah, I agree. I don't need to add anything to that. I haven't seen the it. second one's okay. You haven't seen I it haven't yet. I haven't seen 1984 yet. I do want to watch it because, like, for me, honestly, I think Wonder Woman is my favorite DCEU movie. And I need to see the Snyder Cut. Of, like, that's the only one to me that I think will come closer. Like, I like Man of Steel, but I like Wonder Woman more, no doubt. Mm-hmm. I think it's movie. the best movie. Yeah. She's so good as Wonder Woman. Like, how can you not love Diana? She's the best. And um, her and Chris Pine also, great chemistry in that movie. Like, I was not a fan of the Pine Man being a Pine Man (laughs) myself. But I was definitely a big fan of their dynamics in that movie. And I just love, I've said it a bunch of times on the pod before, I love when they tie in real historical events in these movies. And that's one thing that superhero, like, comics did from their inauguration back in the day, right? Like, that's where those minds got their inspirations from. But, yeah, I love, I love that movie. And I do want to watch the second one because even though, like, it got bad reviews, like, I'm just a big, big fan of Gal Gadot. And, um, like, I, I feel like they got a solid cast in there. Pedro Pascal. They got Chris Pine back. I'm interested to see how he comes back in, in there. Mm. And um, there's like, Kristen Wiig as well. But, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. I'll have an open mind going into it. So over the next, so again, thank you, Justin, for the questions. The next ones are both from Basam, friend of the program. He's been on here a couple of times. His first question was, "Did you want to see more of Darkseid in the Snyder Cut, or did you think they used him enough?" Kind of touched on this, but what were your thoughts on it? I think I think I said it briefly before, but I I liked just 
the little hint that we got. And this is the one thing I will compare to Marvel. I just got, I got real Thanos vibes off of this, like, like a little too much for my liking. Like I, I felt like oh. it was too close. Even his follower, I was like, like, come on, like I want a little more difference between that. But I still think he looks badass. I like the like the past storyline that they did with the um, when Wonder Woman's explaining. Yep. The whole past of the the mother boxes and he's there. I like the little glimpse we get of him and I think that's enough. I think that's enough for this movie. It would have been too much to bring him in and bring more more time to this storyline. I, th- I too much. <laughs> I can't add any more to that. I feel the exact same way. The perfect teaser to, for Dark Side. Like we just got enough, and like him through the portal at the end and seeing like his home world like apocalypse and mm-hmm. his legions like that was perfect yeah i agree i mean i can't probably shouldn't add anymore but i still will i agree sarah <laughs> i think dark side was like i don't want to say thanos rip because that's like there's obviously the recency bias we've seen thanos for the last few avengers movies and loved him he was great as thanos josh brolin but yeah i mean you can't help but compare him to thanos i'm definitely interested and excited to see more of him down the road and you're right like his follower was again an ebony maw comparable minus the great quotes that the maw gave us your powers are inconsequential compared to mine but anyways it's all good like i'm pumped to see more of them and apparently the other character that was next to dark side is called granny goodness so i'm definitely interested to see what she brings to the table down the road let's go granny that name just uh, (laughs) begs questions and uh, in creates intrigue so thanks that was the first question the next one was which steppenwolf design did you prefer the whedon or snyder justice league Apparently, he said that some people said that they prefer the um, Whedon cuts, Steppenwolf. I think, again, we talked about this already, but, like, I did not take the first, the Whedon Steppenwolf seriously at all. So, I loved the Snyder Steppenwolf. He was way more legit. Like, I just, yeah. And, like, the scene where he gets shot by all the arrows and then he just goes like, and like breaks mm. all the arrows. Like that was like, I was like, oh, this is, this is too cool. Yeah. So I, I liked this Steppenwolf, Snyder Steppenwolf. That's my vote. Same here. Snyder Steppenwolf all the way. Yeah. His armor might be more over the top, like shiny, but I think he's way more menacing and stylish. Like he just a better design overall. That's all that needs to be said. That scene, Sarah, that you just said where he snaps the uh, arrows off, his armor just shrugs them off. Very reminiscent of a Luke Hobbs in Fast <laughs> 7, I believe, when daddy's got to go to work and flexes out of his cast. Great Classic. scene. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Maybe that's what is giving uh, The Rock his in to the DCU, you know? Right, like, yeah. Just saying, Luke Hobbs, an inspiration yeah, for <laughs> Steppenwolf. <laughs> oh we had to we had to throw a fast and furious moment in there oh, you know absolutely. being experts of it and all yes as you all know <laughs> so yeah thanks basan for the questions and the last one was from my brother zach so he asked would you like to see arrow join the team there's two seasons of uh the show uh, justice league unlimited tv show animated and arrows in like pretty much almost every episode so you kind of get to see him in action but he, he is very limited. Like, he's a Hawkeye, right? 
Like he's he is human. He's he doesn't have uh, brute like Batman's technology. He's very limited in what he can do. So do I want to see him? Not really, because I would like to see a Green Lantern more or and Martian Manhunter. Arrow would be way too compared to Hawkeye from Marvel, so I don't think it would. No, I want something else. I I was gonna say I want Green Lantern over Arrow. Yeah, I I'd be willing to. I I haven't seen the the movie that got like ripped apart. <laughs> I haven't even don't. seen it. Um, but I I would rather have. Green Lantern. I I tried to watch Arrow and I wasn't really into it. I know some people really like that show and are really connected to it, but I actually the one show and if you have if you guys both haven't seen it, I would recommend you watch is Titans. And if there's going mm. to be connections with Titans, I I would prefer even that over Arrow. I will uh, add it to the list for sure. Now that I'm just crushing this DC content, we'll do. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give Arrow some love here. I'd like to see him in there. I'm, I'm not reading Injustice, right? So, I mean, he's in there a little bit with his girl, who I haven't got her name yet in the com in the graphic novel there, but and he has some interactions with Harley Quinn in what I'm reading, so good stuff. So, yeah, I, I'm with you, Zach. Let's see Arrow, because I think Zach did watch the Arrow show, and he was a fan, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, thanks a lot, everybody, for the questions. Appreciate it. Since we're just on the topic of, like other people joining like and and this will segue into something else i'm sure but shazam can we yeah. talk about it yeah of course yes yeah you guys have i don't know if matsuri you've just freshly seen it but Eric, you just watched oh yeah it. freshly just watch it, yeah. me too okay so me please like tell me your thoughts tell me everything and then i'll go in and say what i have to say i went in shazam completely blind like i didn't even see the trailer for the movie i kind of dismissed it when it came out so I'm watching it the other night, and from the first scene with uh, with our, a young character going into this other world thing, I was like, oh, I was super intrigued. I'm like, what is this? What's this magical? Like, hooked from the beginning, basically, and then it flash forwards to, like, the present time. And, no, I actually had a blast watching Shazam. I'm not going to lie. I had a smile on my face. I thought it was funny. The action scenes were well done. I didn't know what to, like, I'm watching the movie, I have no idea what's going to happen. I'm just, it's a good feeling going in blind like that. Uh, Zachary Levi did a great job, I thought. Perfect mix of laugh and pacing and just action scenes, in my opinion. Kind of similar for me, too. I had seen trailers. I don't know, Matt, if when you're saying you went in blind, like, you hadn't seen trailers. But I remember specifically in 2019 seeing trailers for this, and I thought, like, this looks terrible. I, I dismissed it completely based on the trailers. Didn't watch in theaters. Watched it for the first time this week, a few days ago. I really liked it. It was really funny. Just an enjoyable movie. Again, like some good values in there about um, mm -hmm. just like not falling for the seven sins. I don't want to get like I don't want to give too much away there because it's on Netflix. Definitely recommend it. When Zachary Levi appears as Shazam. For me, that's when it really picked up. Like, I was definitely interested for the first... I think it takes, like, about half an hour for him to get in there. But it really, really picked up when he got in there. He was hilarious. I loved all his scenes. Yeah. Like, the dynamic with him, his brother as well, who was the kid... One of the kids from It. He was super yeah. funny. And I love Mark Strong. It was a great villain as well. So, like, I'm a big villain guy. That was an important mm. um, component of the movie for me. And there's an, a... Kind of a twist at the end that I wasn't expecting there, and uh, me, oh, it was emotional scene, right? Yeah, 
And that was good stuff. Oh, I, so good no, stuff, I definitely, yeah. I really enjoyed Shazam and Sarah. I know like you're a, a fan of Shazam, so uh, let's hear your thoughts on it. I uh, when I saw the the trailers, like I was very excited for it. I had opposite feelings that you guys did, but I wasn't like a diehard like Shazam fan before this. I didn't even know everything about him, but um, I think it's one of the best DC movies. Like it's up there for me. I thought. The casting was on point yet again for he was perfect as Shazam and it was funny. Um, yeah, I, I and I would love for him to join. I, I want him to to come into to the world uh, with the Snyderverse and everything. So we'll see what happens there. But yeah, I remember I remember people criticizing it. Like I, I remember specifically I had a conversation with one girl and she was like, it looks so stupid. Like, he just, like, acts like a kid. And I was like, yeah, that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> he is a kid. That's the whole point. So if you haven't seen it, like, do give it a chance. Like, I, I think it's one of DC's best movies. I, I really do. I really liked it. It kind of gave me kick-ass vibes. Maybe because Mark Strong was Mark in it as well. But, <laughs> but just, like, the... What, the formula of it like you like i said going back yeah. to what i thought when i saw the trailer like i didn't think it would work and it really did so like a, a kid who becomes a, a grown man but he's in a, like he's still a kid in a man's body and like discovering all these superpowers that he has like i had no idea that shazam had so many abilities there so it was definitely interesting to see him like uncover his powers and uh, just going through like his own personal crisis as well like trying to figure out where he fits into the yeah. world and trying to find his mom. That that scene really surprised me when like later in the movie there, I don't want to really yeah. fully give away what happens or even though we've been spoiling a lot of these movies there and for Shazam, I'm going to follow the um, usual suspects code and not <laughs> spoil. Yeah. But, um, really enjoyed Shazam. And I'm excited to see agreed with you, Sarah. I want to see him incorporated in the future justice league movies and i'm excited for his sequel movie which i think will be either next year or the year after so i'm excited to see what they do with him what about now the next movie the next dceu movie is the suicide squad and for me this is kind of like a reverse shazam in which in 2016 i was super pumped for suicide squad based on the trailer i was extremely excited for this movie it looked like it had some a dark tone it was supposed to be a rated R co- a movie as well, so I thought there was going to be some like very adult comedy in there, some v- graphic violence. And then the product we saw, I saw it on opening day with Zach, like one of the, said it a bunch, one Garbage. of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Never going to watch it again. The Crocodile Man was just an absolute abysmal character. And <laughs> I, like I see in the trailer, they've replaced the croc with a shark. Which, who knows, like, this could be a winning formula. I'm excited for James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. I don't know if you got a chance to see the trailer, but I don't know if I shouldn't be optimistic for it because I was for Suicide Squad, but no, I'm still positive and I'm pumped for The Suicide Squad. Yeah, that movie was kind of a mess. I'm not going to lie. There's mm-hmm. parts of it that I liked. There's characters that I liked. But overall, like, kind of disappointing. Um, I think Harley Quinn is, again, casting perfect. I I wasn't sure about Will Smith as Deadshot. I loved Will Smith as Deadshot. It was fantastic. I'm willing to give it another chance, but again, I'm a fan, so I 
I will watch whatever they put out and I'll probably enjoy it even a, a little bit more than the average person just because I like seeing those characters on the screen. So definitely we'll be watching. And if, if Jared Leto continues as Joker, like we'll see, but I'm down with that. We'll see about the the Joaquin uh, direction too. The, the, like that's the thing, I guess, what you guys said about Marvel earlier is that like everything is connected properly in the Marvel universe and DC. It's like right now it's kind of in a state of like, are we going the Snyder direction or are, are we like, is it Joaquin? Is it Leto? Like, where? what is happening? Right? It's just all, all messy, messy, and, like, we'll see what happens. So, hashtag restore the Snyderverse. Yes. <laughs> Let's tweet it out. Let's get it going. Like Eric, I was hugely disappointed with Suicide Squad. Um, I believe there might be a good movie in there, but it's left in the editing room, like, well it's long disappeared. There is probably footage to make a cohesive movie. Because they probably shot, like, a ton of footage, right? I watched that animated one, Assault on Arkham, which is basically a Suicide Squad going in. Like, it's a Suicide Squad movie, and that was way better than the live-action version. I'll be cautiously optimistic for this new one. That's how I'm going to go in. Side note, the the um, animated DC movies is a world you guys should definitely <laughs> explore if you haven't, Eric. I've watched a lot of the the movies that are available on Netflix or whatever, and they're all great. They're super well done, so I would recommend that as well. Yeah, Matt and I were actually I've talking about that, that right yeah. before we did the pod. Yeah. I'll add it to the list. Titans and Anime. Man, this is going to be a big list. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a big list, trust me. <laughs> but back to what you said about, like, the different Jokers and, like, the different Batmans too, I think for what they need to do is just keep going Snyder direction – Ben Affleck as Batman, if they can get Jared Leto back as Joker, who I hated and I did not like him at all in Suicide Squad. Are my guests to this handsome hunker hunker. But I loved him in the Snyder Cut. Like that one scene was one mm -hmm. of my favorite scenes of the movie. It was so creepy. Yeah. Oh, his all of his quotes. I rewatched the scene before doing this. Just like, why? What? Why did you send a boy wonder? to do a man's job and just like super <laughs> creepy dialogue and like i don't know i want to see that fleshed out but yeah bring jared leto back ben affleck back keep going down that path and then you can have your robert pattinson and your joaquin phoenix separately like that can be its own like standalone movies that are not tied into anything else like i think that can work but i agree if they like if they bring joaquin phoenix i feel like in the snyderverse that would be a whole mess i feel like at this point like we'd be I don't know. They need to just organize. I think they just need to get back to the drawing board and figure it out, right? Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. when we look back like 80 years from, or when we're going to be really old, we're going to see a million Batman storylines. Like, oh, remember those Tim Burton Batman movies and the, the Joel Schumacher ones, like Batman and Robin? Like, that's their own thing. And then we have the Nolan ones and we have the Snyder ones. And there's going to be more. There's always going to be Batman movies. Always. He's such a rich character with a million storylines, so it's going to be great. That's my thing, and I was going to mention at, at some point in this pod, is that, like, if I could only have one superhero, obviously you know the answer, but, like, if I could only have one superhero in Marvel, DC, all the universes, I want Batman. That's my guy. Like, that's... If there can only be one, I want his movies. That's what I, what I want, so... He's the man. Can't disagree with that.
it's so rich of a unit of a, of a character yeah i think batman is the best superhero like across the board I'm trying to think like I, I love the marvel movies but like iron man i feel like is so good because of robert downey jr i don't think that mm. iron man as a like as a myth of a character holds a candle to batman and bruce wayne but in the cinematic universe like robert downey jr did a hell of a job in that role and is one of the most iconic superheroes on the screen i want to say totally it can be a discussion for the batman pod y'all ain't ready we're going in (laughs) dissecting batman (laughs) there's a lot there for sure no, we can do a, 10 episodes on Batman, right? Oh my god, I'm in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a side project. <laughs> yeah. You'd say, like, Zach, uh, like, Zach, make what you want to do. Like, do you think, like, two more, like, a Justice League trilogy would be the way to go? Like, two more long movies and then, like, close out the whole, you know, Henry Cavill as Superman and Ben Affleck, like, all those characters? Or would you like to see, like, 10 more Zack Snyder movies? Like I said earlier, I think I want to see that um, nightmare timeline told because I think we've le- we've fast forwarded a lot twice in those two movies with um, like seeing Batman's dreams and where the world ends up. I want to see mm-hmm. the second one bridge that gap and also okay. even maybe catch up by the end of the, the second one if they would only do two more movies, like four hours at least. By the end of the second one, we're kind of where Batman's dream was... I don't even know if this would be possible, but at the end of um, Justice League Snyder Cut, we see like that squad together. Yeah. I don't know if that works because there's so much that happens. Like, I don't even know if you could cover all that in two movies, but that's what I want to see. Like, I want to see how Wonder Woman dies, how Aquaman dies, how Darkseid gets the anti-life equation and rules and how Lois Lane dies, like all those things that they teed up. And then you also need to have the Flash go back in time and undo things to get to the point where they finally found that Doctor Strange, the one timeline where they figure it all out and beat the evil entity that is Darkseid. If that can be done in two movies, it'd be great, but I feel like you maybe need ten movies. And you, I want to see those other characters in there, like Green Lantern, yeah. who's a character I didn't care for at all until I saw him in that little clip of what happened in the the war in the past. He looked unreal, and like there are two of them in there. So I want to see like the Pigman version of Green Lantern. I feel like that's co- like politically incorrect as far as Green Lantern lore goes. Like it's not a pig, but he's something weird. So I want well, to see that Green Lantern, right the other one, and like all these other characters come in for which they need their own movies. Like just figure it out. Like uh, there's so much I want to see here. Like I'm all in on DC right now. Yo, that's my long. This makes long me so answer. happy. <laughs> I like that answer. Yeah, let's nerd me out too. together. Yay. <laughs> um, I I don't know what it is that they have to do, but I know I want one more Zack Snyder movie. I know I okay. I we can't leave it where it ended with that Justice League. I need one more, and it can be just a, another four hour. Uh, Justice League movie and then maybe from there stories take off I don't know all I know is it's not over I need one more Zach one more I think we can all agree on that too like we need to see something else it can't this can't be the end this cannot be the end yeah yeah I mean um, 
Matt, I know you have to get going there. You guys got to get to work. But I think Sarah, you and I will keep this convo going for a little bit. So, yeah, Matt, thanks a lot for joining us. Always a pleasure. Any final notes for the listeners? No, just thank you for listening. I had a blast talking with you, Sarah, and you, Eric. Um, I think we all, like, this is a subject we all love. So, I wish, uh, yeah, just as a weird, a weird day today where I have to go into work at the last minute. So, so just goodbye and thanks, uh, thanks everyone. Bye, Matt. Bye. (laughs) Always a pleasure. But now back to business. So (laughs) the the last franchise I feel like that we haven't really touched on much other than your love of Jason Momoa is for the Aquaman (laughs) universe or just what we're going to see with that character in his own standalone movies. Like we know that there's going to be a next Aquaman movie. They also announced like some other spinoffs, like a possible The Trench movie, which I don't know much about. But that's one of the comic books that you passed me is Aquaman The Trench. So I'll give you the floor for... Aquaman, like we can talk about the movie first and then the future, your call. So it's tough because um, anything that I've read from Aquaman in comics, like I feel is now just like maybe elements would be used, but he's been changed so much into like, like entirely who his looks and who he is that I don't know what direction it's going in. And I kind of like that. Like, I like that it's not predictable. I like that it's like, oh, well, I read the comics, so I know exactly what's going to happen next. And I don't know exactly what he's going to say. Right. And da, da, da. Like, I like that it's like, it's something new and fresh. And like, of course I love it. it's Jason Momoa. Hells yeah. Who wouldn't? Put him on that screen. More! <laughs> <laughs> So, and and the first Aquaman movie got, like, it got a lot of love. It got some hate. I actually really liked it. I'm not a big fan of 3D movies, um, but this is the one movie for me that really, like, I noticed the 3D the entire time because the world underwater, like, there's always, like, fish, like, coming at you. Like, you really feel like you're underwater. I liked that part of it anyways like I liked that it was the only 3D movie I've ever really enjoyed in 3D to be honest um everything else I feel like there's one moment that it's just like wapow and then it's back to <laughs> regular <Shark> boy and <laughs> lava girl <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly oh gee oh gee wow what a reference yeah excited for more of the Aquaman world um I don't know what's going to come of this trench movie either, but I'm down. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm going to go see everything that comes out. Like no matter what, I, I'm never going to be like, I'm not going to go see that. I'm, I'm in. Yeah, same here. I, I saw Aquaman for the first time again this week. Really liked it. Like I know exactly like you said, like it got some love, some hate also, but like, I don't know. Forget about the haters. Like we're, we're just preaching positivity here except for Joss Whedon <laughs> but anyways yeah no, I really liked it and like it kind of reminded me honestly of a Black Panther-esque where we get like a half brother coming in with a strong claim to the throne he Yo. fights with his other like his half brother the ocean master who I hated I did not like him but like Patrick Wilson did a good job as the villain there but I was rooting against him the whole time he did a great job at yep. playing him. Like, even, like, from what I know of, like, Orm in the comics, like, it was 
I couldn't have asked for better. It was dead on. Like when he goes like, attack, and it's super <laughs> like dramatic. <laughs> Yeah. It's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. So he killed it for like the casting again in that one. I really like Willem Dafoe as well as like his mentor. Forget his name's escaping me right now. And I liked Amber Heard as uh, Mira. Yeah. And it's too bad. I think she's not coming back for the future movies. I don't know if you read about that, but well, there's some drama surrounding her. Yes, but uh... yeah, they could e- easily recast. I've I've found like three other girls that can play her, so we're good. <laughs> You've got some on the side. All right, you're up. I've heard like people want Amelia Clark to play Mira, and I'd be all for that. Like Daenerys and Cal Drogo oh, coming yeah. back together. That, that, oh my god, the great. fans would love to see that happen. I've I've seen that too. I honestly, so have you seen Riverdale? No, like I've seen maybe clips here and there, but no, I haven't seen. Okay, so Lily Reinhardt, she plays Betty. If you put a picture of her next to Amber Heard, like you could easily switch into her, like Amber Heard's character, Mira, to her, and it would be seamless. Like oh there God. would, no oh one would question God, it looks that. exactly like Right? Her. This is what I'm saying. Like I found, I found her. So all you have to do now. <laughs> I did the scouting work. Now just put, sign the paperwork. Put a red wig on the girl and get going. We can continue wow. on from this issue. So <laughs> she's perfect. Yeah. She's perfect. No, that would be a good casting for, casting call for sure. But I'm, I'm excited to see what they'll do with Aquaman as well. And like, like I agree with you. Not having read the comics, I like that element of mystery that we don't know where it's going to go and... They might have, like like you said, also like some homages from the comics, but a brand new story would be cool. And like the post credit scene at the end of Aquaman makes it seem like the character Black Manta is coming back with um, scientists who firmly believes that Atlantis exists. So like they're going to be like the mad scientists and the maybe the monster coming back. I don't know. But I also love the visuals. Like I didn't see it in 3D, Aquaman Uno, but... Just the visuals of like the underwater, kind of reminiscent of a, a Naboo, like uh, the Gungans <laughs> lair in Star Wars Phantom Menace. But yeah, just some good stuff. And um, I really like Jason Momoa too as um, Aquaman. Kind of some cringy dialogue in the Justice League movie. Like one line I just don't like is a strong man is strongest alone. Am I right? Like, just, I don't know. I just don't get it. I don't understand the line, but... I think they're trying to make him like a lone wolf type <laughs> character. You could see that. And that's a classic lone wolf like quote. That's true. So uh yeah. There's you know what? There's a I I I wasn't gonna mention this, but there's I do have a couple critiques about the like the Snyder uh cut and, and one of them is just the some of the lines they gave Wonder Woman. Um and, and and this just relates to some of the lines they gave to Aquaman. It's very, like, just, like, forced. I felt a little bit of forced feminism when it came to Wonder Woman. That was the one thing that it made me cringe. <laughs> the other thing, we can laugh about this, but, like, I watched the movie with Gus and he... <laughs> the, the opening scene when they're singing at Aquaman... <laughs> 
he was like, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm about to be out of this movie. Like, that scene was, like, too cringy for I him. I could definitely see Gus reacting like that. Like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it's funny that I watched it with him because the whole time he was just commentating, like, oh, well, they could have cut that. They it didn't need to be four hours. They could have cut that out. Like, that, that didn't need to be there. And, like, it was funny. But anyways, going back to the Wonder Woman thing, it just bothered me some of the stuff of, like, her being, like, I belong to no one. It's yeah. like, okay, like, it's just really, like, okay, we get it. Like, you're a strong woman, you know? Like, I don't know. I just, it just felt, like, forced to me. I, I didn't like that. And even the part where she's like, you can be anything you want to be. Like, it's very, like, just forced. I, I, didn't, I didn't like that about it. And she's the only female. She's the only female. And it's like, you're really going to go the cheesy route with the only female? Like, come on. Like, just let the work talk for itself. Like, she's the, one of the most badass. Give her the most badass scenes, which they did. Um, I don't need the, like, the, the like, like I said, like, I don't belong to no one. <laughs> Great impersonation, too. <laughs> No, yeah, I agree. I actually, that when you said cheesy lines, like that's the line that came to me immediately was that, like, can I be like you when I grow up? Like, you can be whatever you want to be. Like, I 100% agree with you on that. Like, just let the, just um, walk it like I talk it, but just don't talk it. Just walk it, you know? <laughs> References totally. just all over the place right now. <laughs> <laughs> but that kind of like it, and I always thought of this watching Wonder Woman. While I love the movie and I love Wonder Woman, what I kind of don't like about the movie, and I don't know if you feel the same way, is how she's like obviously she comes from another world, she doesn't understand why men behave the way they do. But I feel like she kind of gets mansplained a lot of things in those movies, and they kind of get steered by Stephen Trevor. And maybe that is exactly to prove the point that men should not do that and should maybe listen to what seems crazy. Like whenever she's always talking about Aries, Aries. it seems so totally. wild. And I remember watching it for the first time. I was like, okay, hey, like you got to stop with this Aries crap. But turns out Aries is the main villain behind all of it. And of course, I guess the fighting does stop when Aries dies, but it does continue for like past his death in the movie. But it's just like, it seems so over the top. But at the end of the day, she was right. So, like, there's a bit of both sides in what I'm saying right now. But it, made, it, it made, makes for a little frustrating to watch at times. I don't know if you, if you agree on what I'm saying here. But that's just what I feel like watching the movie. I understand where you're coming from. And I think you, you came to your own conclusion while you were talking about it. You know what I mean? Like, you were like, oh, well, maybe it was actually to show that, like, she was right all along. Yeah. You know? So... Which is I, I, why I think it's a, such a great movie. Like it has, it's a lot more than just like a, a basic storyline. That feel, felt powerful to me. Whereas the Wonder Woman, like, like cheesy quotes I got from the Justice League did not feel powerful to me. But when I see her headbutt Superman, <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. Like that's For what sure. I need, you know? That, that's my thoughts on, that's, that's one of the, the little things that irked me about Justice League. Like, but overall, like, it was like almost perfect movie. 
even yeah, though it's four hours. Exactly. And I thought like after watching it for the first time that I'd be done with it. Like four hours is a long time. I did not watch it in one sitting. It was like three sittings for me. I really enjoyed it, but like it was just really long, but I'm, I'm going to watch it again down the road. Like I'm definitely all in on this universe at they've uh, created like this has been the theme of the episode like i don't know what we're gonna call this episode but it might as well be like the Zack snyder fan club that we need this man to just take over for dc we do we truly do and like they would be fools to not trust him at this point so we'll see if like hbo takes it over we'll see we'll see i'm i'm excited but yeah i need more <laughs> I need more Zack Snyder. <laughs> and that's the thing. Another thing too is like, what's the future of movies in in the movie theater? Like, is everything just going to go like the Suicide Squad is coming to HBO Max again? So is that just going to be the future where people are more willing to sit through a four hour long movie because they can watch in three sittings? Like I didn't, like a lot of people had to watch in a few sittings. So if that's now an option, maybe you're not making as much money. I don't know how that whole monetary aspect works. But that could just change the way that, that movies are produced now that like, yeah, we can afford to make this a little longer because we have more time. That's a, a a conversation that could be like really long just because like nothing is certain right now, right? Like what's going to happen to movie theaters? What's going to happen to the movie industry? Because just last year, like very little movies were released, you know? And so I I don't know. I don't know what's what's gonna happen um i i know that i'm definitely comfortable watching movies at home i i don't necessarily like the idea that i would have to pay like 35 dollars extra to watch it plus like fees on a, a streaming service you know what i mean um but i think if the if the price is comparable to the experience that i get in a movie theater like i'd be fine watching an a, a suicide squad just from my couch like i I don't need to go to the movie theater. But when I think of a movie, like, well, obviously we did the last pod on Fast and Furious and we said, like, oh, we're for sure going to see that movie on the big screen. Like, you would think, like, yeah, like, action movies, superhero movies, that's stuff you want to see on a big screen as well. So uh, it's a tough one. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't think anyone does. Again, like, the movie theater experience, like, me, the last movie I saw in theaters was with Andy, and we saw Glass in theaters, and there was, like, maybe 12 people in the theater, and, like, this was before Corona, obviously, coronavirus, obviously, and, like, everyone was just, like, there's some hooligans talking during the movie, it just completely killed our buzz watching the movie, but then when you, the opposite effect of that is when you get a, a fully committed fan base, like, a DC crowd on opening night or for me it's been marvel like the last few marvel movies i've seen on opening night and or that star energy, wars star wars of course like that energy is just unmatched and when you have everyone who's there they're diehard fans like everyone laughs like at the right times for the most part and we're just like for me like my the last jaw-dropping moment i thought i saw in theaters was thunder cap when he raised thor's hammer the theater lost it in Endgame. Like, and th those moments is are what I miss the most about being in the theaters is when you get a full crowd of people who are all there for the same purpose, who just love the franchise that they're to see. Like, you can't replicate that just like watching it at home, like with a couple of people. I did love opening nights as like uh, a nerd of those superhero movies and. Star Wars as well like it's you're totally right on that so maybe the answer would be have a release 
uh, for like maybe maybe a few nights in the big theater and then offer it at home like that same week. So like maybe for three days it plays in theater. Those three days are your opportunity to go in theaters, make tickets a little bit more expensive, make it like a, a super uh, big experience, really sell it. But after those three days, you can't go see it in theaters anymore and you have to go watch it from home. Maybe something like that would be, uh, would attract the people that want to go have the experience and then it opens the door for like all the other people who want to see it but maybe don't want to leave their house. Who knows? Another plus of that is that you're weeding out the, the hooligans I just mentioned a few minutes ago that wouldn't <laughs> really want to enjoy the movie. They're just there like to, to shoot the shit or like maybe like yell random obscenities that they think they're funny. Like they're not going to spend, if you're making it like somewhat of an ex expensive experience, like unless you have no better things to do with your time, like no one's going to spend that money if they're not really into the movie, right? So could be onto something here. Let's say it's four hours too. It's like that's that's gonna weed out some people too. So the four-hour movies, like not something we thought we'd want, but look at us now. So actually, to bring it back quickly to Star Wars, <laughs> the Rise of Skywalker is a movie we've talked about on the pod before. Like that did not get well received at all. But there's rumors of a J.J. Abrams cut that like was very satisfying and cohesive. And like there, I don't have the scenes off the top that were apparently in that movie. But, like, are we now going to be in an era where fans can demand to see another version of a movie? <laughs> like, or we're getting Ooh. into some whole other stuff now, like, from DC specifically. But, like, fans have the power because there's so much, as someone who's been in a couple movies, that I know what it is, how much footage gets lost in the cutting room floor. <laughs> that, like, there is so much that gets filmed. Like, there's a bunch of different versions of every movie that gets, every big movie that gets made. So, like... There's always a, an alternate reality where we can see the other product. This is interesting. I don't think that every fandom would have that power. That would be my argument there. If you think about it, the fans actually did control what was happening with Star Wars. Like, um... JJ did the first The Force Awakens and then the fans were like, no, like, we don't like it. We, we didn't like that. It. it was too similar to the old Star Wars. Nah, nah, nah. And then they changed the direction they're going in. So they got another director to do it. And then the fans again were like, nah, 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 that was trash. Like, we didn't like it. Nah, nah, nah. And then they changed again. Like, they listened too much to the fans, in my opinion. In my opinion, it should have mm -hmm. just continued to be JJ. I don't, I don't know if, if the, the answer is to release a JJ cut from the, the last movie. Like, is... Like you said, is that really what it's going to come to if that like, oh, the fans don't like it, so we'll just like give them another, an, uh, an alternate storyline. Like, I don't know if that's, that's the answer. It's never been that way. It's like new territory. So it's always been like, well, this is what we did. So deal with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, kind of like a, all good things must come to an end. And like, at the end of the day, it's just like either a movie or a TV show. Like I'm thinking of Game of Thrones. Like there's again, been like a petition to redo the last season just let the past die sometimes just accept it yeah that, you know looking back i think um if we look back at these new star wars movies down the road maybe we won't be as hateful as we have been in being hypercritical of them in the present because like you said like star wars fans are insatiable and like very t hard to please whereas like you, you look at the the prequel trilogy 
And those were, whenever those got brought up around most Star Wars fans, with hate. And I always loved them growing up. Like, I was always a fan. Even looking at them today, I love them still. But now people compare the new trilogy, the sequel trilogy, to the prequels and praise the prequels because of how much they hate the sequels. Now, I wonder if a new sequel trilogy comes out down the road, if those same people will be like, God, oh, I love the sequel trilogy and this new one sucks. Like, people like people are just mad weird. I don't even know. I. That's just, that seems like so Star Wars fan. Yeah, it's on brand, <laughs> yeah. To be like... <laughs> It's not even good. Anyways, like I like to I'm think not I'm not in that demographic. Fandoms like, here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I still like the sequel trilogy, but is the last one perfect? No. And would I be curious to see what an alternate cut looks like, though? Yes, because of totally Snyder cut, right? I'm so curious. That's um, definitely opened my eyes to like different possibilities and what's out there. But am I demanding it? No. But to bring it back to no. what we're, we've been talking about for the majority of this episode, I demand that we restore the Snyder universe. Let's get it. <laughs> oh, yes. Restore the universe. Do it. So yeah, I mean, uh, we've been going for a long time. I think uh, covered a lot here, Sarah. Thanks a lot. Like always, a pleasure having you on here. We always have great conversations, and we touch on so many different uh, topics throughout all your appearances on the pod. And the most similar one when we have you back down the road would be to do a Batman episode, which I know Matt Matt's a big Bruce Wayne and a big Batman guy, but he's not a big Dark Knight trilogy guy. So I'm really curious to see, and I hope you're listening right now, Matt. I'm really interested <laughs> to see why you're so hateful of these movies. I just I don't get it. And I hope, like you said, you're going to have these written arguments down. So you better bring it because we're also going to be bringing the cavalry. Woman, I am the cavalry. Another The Rock <laughs> reference for you. So now, Sarah, any last notes for the listeners? Well, thanks for having me on again. Thanks for calling me a fan favorite. I love it. Um <laughs> I uh, I guess I am a jack of all trades, and uh, <laughs> I can really. Uh, <laughs> but it, this this was really fun for me. I I I would be so down for a Batman podcast if you guys will have me. Um, and I'm interested in hearing Matt's point of view. I've actually had multiple discussions about uh, the Dark Knight trilogy with a lot of people and like to me it's like blasphemy to say that it's not perfect but um I'll, i'm willing to listen um sure. but yeah I, I think it could be really interesting i i love batman always will um i'm in <laughs> great great notes for the people so yeah thanks a lot everybody for joining us stay tuned for episodes dropping every two mondays continue to stay safe everyone Watch the Snyder Cut. Watch all these DC movies. The animated yes. movies too. I'm gonna, they're on the list. I'm going to watch them. And uh, yeah, 